1: Hello and welcome to the All By The Popcorn Podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about this movie, Columbus, um, that I found for us um, just from this like Tumblr edit. Um, Somebody made this really beautiful um, edit of all of like these 2017 videos that they really loved. So I will just... um, I'll post it on the Twitter page. Yeah, we're going to post it. Um, I thought it was really great. It was by Lucy H. on on Vimeo. Um, and so we were inspired to watch um, a movie from this, which was really interesting. It was uh, called Columbus. Um, I think it had Starring... it premiered at Sundance. Oh, did? It? Uh, okay. Yeah, it did. Um, so that was like last year's Sundance, one of the Sundance movies. Um, Yeah. I would like to reiterate that I am also now in New York City, so it is loud here, and (laughs) I cannot attune for any of the noises that are coming from outside, whether it be sirens or people yelling or something.
0: (laughs) And uh, we're going to be going pretty in-depth on this movie, so if you haven't seen it and don't want to get spoiled, um, which, I don't know, I feel like this movie, there's not really much to get spoiled, but... (laughs) No. Um, but um, I got quite a lot to say about it, but do you kind of want to talk about who it's directed by and stuff like that?
1: Sure. Um, do you want to say who's in it and who made it?
0: Sure. So the director is Koganada, who's also the writer, which I was looking at the full cast and he's actually done, let's see, he did quite a, quite a bit for this. Was he just the writer and the director? I thought he did something else. Oh, I mean, I'm let's sure see. he produced it as well. It's uh, starring John Cho, Haley Lou Richardson, Parker Posey! Do you remember remember Parker Posey?
1: Yeah, I love Parker Posey.
0: Oh my god. I was like, I was looking at this lady and I was like, where is she from? Oh no, it's Parker Posey. I totally knew it was Parker Posey. (laughs) I know, but then I was like, oh, Superman Returns! Yeah. She's, uh, whatever the heck her name is. I think it's Kitty? I don't know. It's like some... And Um, those were pretty much the three main characters. I mean, there really wasn't
1: and I mean, there's the. I mom. mean, there was,
0: yeah, the mom and uh, which I don't really. What was her name? Oh, did they ever say
1: no? Her I, mom's name? It was a, uh, no, just, um, main characters mom, um, yeah, and then uh, Rory Casey's Rory mom. Culkin. Yes, Culkin. Rory Culkin as well. Yeah, who was great. Yeah, um, yeah, he was. He was good I too. completely thought like I I, as soon as I saw his face because he's in the beginning of the movie, I was like. This is a Culkin kid. Like, he looks exactly like his brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just very clear. Yeah. And I had to look yeah. it up, and I was like, yep, he's a Culkin. They have such specific facial features, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'm but looking yes, at this. Just... The director apparently just made a bunch of documentary short films, like, a ton of them. Um So it seems that 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 really makes sense in reference to this film, which is literally almost a documentary. Like, it it really feels like a kind of, like, a documentary as in, like, a non-fiction film, but it is a fiction film. Um, Mm -hmm. It just is so visually stunning and pleasing, and the B-roll is, like, this entire film. (laughs) Yeah, pretty um, much, yeah. So I just, I mean, I, I did really like it. I think initially, I, you know, watching it was an interesting experience. What did you think? Um, I really liked,
0: I remember the first thing that stuck out to me was definitely the shots. Like how how it would just like be still on something. And then you would just kind of see things come into it or see... You know, because it, it looked like a picture. Like, a very beautiful picture. And then you just see, like, John Cho walk in. Or, like, you know, stuff would be moving within the picture. And I, that's kind of what stuck out to me at first. Um, and I really enjoyed that part. I kind of wish that they had stuck with that for the whole movie. Because I know they did do, like, I think two, like, panning shots. hmm And I thought, I thought those were kind of out of place um, within the whole rest of the movie. But, um... But I really liked that part, um, and I love the screenplay actually a lot. Um, it was funny because I was looking at this guy too, the director. Um, he he like did something on on Wes Anderson, which I could really see a lot yeah. of symmetry yeah. in this movie. And then also he did something on Linklater, which I which I thought kind of I thought oh, the, yeah um, the screen right the screenplay kind of reminded me of like a Linklater film. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, like, I mean Linklater
1: Linklater does have like that. <sighs> like, present characters where they just talk about art a lot. And that is a really good... Yeah, good comparison. It seems like he really does take a lot from people who really likes, like, so much of beautiful cinema, and the cinematography was amazing. Like, the cinematographer... Um... Let me see if I can find... It was... It was really great. Um... Who... Oh, it's by Alicia Christian. Um, Alicia Christian was the cinematographer, so really amazing. Yeah, the cinematography was amazing. And I thought, I thought it was interesting that
0: they went the route of one, it's in Columbus, Indiana, which,
1: which, does Columbus, Indiana really have like all these really awesome buildings? It, uh, yeah, I mean, apparently. I would literally have never known about this city if I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> I know like first of all Columbus Indiana
0: completely random but but really beautiful like I really loved um all the shots of it and uh and I thought it was interesting how they were talking about architecture like I don't I can't think of another movie that I've seen where like the the art like you said Lincoln or they talk about art a lot like that the art in this movie that they were talking about was architecture.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that was even like so John Cho's father in the movie Jin, the character of Jin, his father, gets sick, um, and that that happens right at the beginning of the movie. And he, it turns out, he is a, a professor of architecture at the university there in Columbus,
0: um, and he writes he writes papers on like other people's um, buildings that they've made or something, because mm-hmm. I think. I think uh, Jin, that's John Cho's character. He was talking about how he was he was writing notes or something, or or writing a he was writing something about uh, these buildings that someone had made.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of like uh, saren saren uh, things that like the main character loves these architecture. Like they're really kind of like it's all kind of modern. And they talk about it all being very modern, so everything is cohesive within the city because they're playing off of each other and, like, taking pieces of different types of architecture that they like. Like, all the different artists who, you know, the architects who made all of these things are, like, taking them from each other to, like, make this city really cohesive. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's like you could see that a lot in these really still shots, and you're just like watch looking at this building, where normally you wouldn't even pay attention to a building like that. Honestly, we see this kind of stuff every day, and we don't even really notice it. So, I, I really like that the director forced us to actually analyze or focus on architecture for like most of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed
0: that part. Um, and yeah, so I talked about uh, how the first panning shot was when Jin and Casey first meet. Uh, Casey is, uh, Haley Lou Richardson's character. And I don't know, like, again, I I thought the panning shots were kind of out of place and I kind of thought their first meeting was a little out of place, kind of. I don't know. This girl, it seemed kind of out of character that this girl would just get up and talk to this guy when she doesn't even take initiative in her own life. I don't know. That's kind of what I thought about. Yeah, I did first. think
1: that their meet cute was a little bit, um... It wasn't forced.
0: forced? I don't I, I know, not forced, but, like, just awkward or something, or, or a little...
1: Yeah, like, I... A little weird. I thought that because he's on the other side of the fence, it kind of worked, but it, it was just their conversation when they were talking about, like, um you know, she's like, he's like, oh, I'll have one of those, those cigarettes that you're smoking, because she was just, like, staring at him for some reason, and. Yeah, she was staring, and then she, and then she was, and then, then the whole
0: surprise thing, where she's like, oh, you speak English, like, I, I thought that was kind of. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny, I guess, but, um. I and mean, then she's know. like,
1: oh, are you the son of this guy? So, like, they kind of have a rocky start. And then the next time she talks to him, she's like, yells at him from her car and is, like... he doesn't hear. Yeah. And she's like, hey, Jin! Jin with an N! Like, clearly this girl has been living in this same city her whole life. Like, so she's not been exposed to a lot of things, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely not. So... And then, um an asian man in her life would be definitely something that would be interesting like compared to the other stuff that she's been doing you know it's like this city is like all white people or whatever but like then there's like this asian guy you know
0: it's it seems like they get a lot of tourists though because you'd see a lot of people on tours going through those buildings
1: yeah they must be Um, really famous so
0: i know that's crazy i mean i don't i don't know I know slim to none about uh, architecture, so this was this was <laughs> a, this was enlightening for me in this movie. Um, but yeah, so I guess maybe we can just talk about Jin and Casey's relationship. I guess next because we yeah. talked about their first meeting. Um, so they meet they meet fairly quickly. It's just I. D- <clears throat> I've been trying to, like,
1: formulate my thoughts. This is a very slow and methodical movie. Nothing really gets to the point very quickly. And then you're like, what is the point? Where is this going?
0: And it, yeah, definitely. I I wrote I wrote forty minutes in, and it doesn't seem like this movie is going anywhere. But but then I put dot dot dot. But it's only been forty minutes.
1: Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> but like so that's okay. I don't think that's like the point of the like the point of the movie is not the plot. Like, and I think people are always going to watch films and be like, okay, well, why why should I care about these characters? Whereas like I think this film was a an experiential... Like, it was an experience. So you're watching it, and you get to just watch people interact with their surroundings and interact with each other in a, like, slow and comfortable way, you know?
0: Yeah, which I which I didn't mind the slowness. I was just kind of... I don't know. I guess I was maybe acting a little impatient, uh, saying, like, you know, what like what what will what will eventually happen like will something happen like what am i supposed to be getting out of this movie i guess that's what i was kind of thinking about by the first 40 minutes cuz you know they were talking about buildings and and i'm just like i don't i'm not really into this whole architecture thing i don't really know <laughs> i don't really know like what i'm supposed to be grasping from this but by the end i feel like i definitely did grasp something like in the end i did see just how beautiful these buildings were and i did like all of the uh, trivia that we got from it and um and, uh, but I do, I do like how Jen and Casey's relationship does develop. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, what was it? When they go and see the bank building. Yeah. I was curious. Her favorite curious building. curious why, why we couldn't hear what she was saying. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting, why they had, like, blanked that out. They blanked oh, the out a first few time. Too. The
1: first, yeah, the one where she says that this is the glass bank. That kind of changed um, banks because usually banks were like these big gothic structures that were like supposed to be imposing and scary with like bars and stuff. And then this yeah, and she's bank, like just throwing trivia at Jin, and Jin's mm-hmm. like, "Well, that's don't give me trivia. That's not why you like the
0: building. Like, why do you like the building?" And then we never know what she
1: said. No, I think that it was her. I, I think I liked that the director decided not to to show that because you could see that clearly it was the and expressin- the expressions that she was making and the way that she was feeling, like, could be expressed only through her face. Like, she didn't need to... Like, you didn't need to hear what she had to say. You could feel mm-hmm. what she was trying to say just by the way she was saying it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that the actress, like, does a, an, a phenomenal job portraying somebody, like, stuck in this place that she so-called likes and you just see so much like pain or uncomfortableness like she's she feels like she's uncomfortable so much of this movie and you really see that on her face and it's not just because she's grimacing or something it's it's like she sits and like waits for her mom to come out because she's worried you know she's just worried about her mom and like you get this so much that she's not being taken care of but that she's taking care of someone else you know yeah and
0: i yeah i feel like she did a really good job doing that i guess i guess her character in general just kind of annoyed me because i don't know i don't i don't like watching people suffer on behalf of someone else Mm -hmm. and so and, and so that part annoyed me i'm just like i know she's your mom but just but just leave her. Go, go do what you want to do. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Though, of course, but, um, like
1: that's easy to like, say. I definitely but...
0: wouldn't want to be stuck anywhere because of something.
1: Yeah, and that's like, that's the idea. Like Jin does convince her that she needs to spread her wings and fly, and like go somewhere else and have more it's experiences. Definitely not healthy for her. No, yeah. it's not healthy for her to be taking care of her meth head mom. Like this is not the the potential that she needs to live up to. And yeah, yeah. And I think she does battle with that too. She's like, well, what makes, why should I be the one to leave when I need to take care of my mom? But it's like, she doesn't even really know what she wants either. And so I think she really connects with a lot of young people who are like, I want to, I want to have great things for my life, but I don't know what those great things are yet, you know? And yeah, and not having a very tangible, Need or want or desire to do something very specific with her, it's like she doesn't know what she doesn't know, you know and yeah, so I guess
0: so Casey was in the so she's a year out of high school. is that what she was, right?
1: I think college because remember a year out of college, yeah, because um Roy Colkin's character kept trying to ask her if she was going to get her master's, you remember. Like, people were asking her if she was going to go back to school or go get her master's somewhere because she had only had an undergraduate degree. That was, like, one of their first conversations was he was like, she was like, everybody who works here has a master's. And then he's like, well, this the other girl over here doesn't. And she's like, well, she has a PhD, <laughs> you know? So it's like, she wasn't yeah. qualified to do something yet in, like, the yeah. the library or whatever she was working. She wanted to, like... Go up higher, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Rory yeah. was like, "Don't." Gabriel is Rory Culkin's character, who has a really great moment um, when he's talking about that that um, book, the like the things he read in the little sides of the book. Oh yeah, yeah. I loved loved that part so much. Like, I I loved his character a
0: lot. Me too. Like, he, he was, was great. Like, he was so cute, and he was like trying to just hang out with her, and she just was not having it. And I'm no. like, I'm like, come on, like he's so cute. Why don't you just why don't you just let him come over and hang out with your mom? Like, I know he's I like, don't.
1: can I can I come over and hang out with you? Like, can we do things together? Well, no. The beginning, she asked him to do to hang out with her, and then he yeah. he said no, I got something to do, and then she's like, is it a date? And he's like, no. So like, they their relationship was clearly push and pull the entire time. Like, and Casey is, like, she shows interest in him, and then he, like, Gabriel doesn't show interest in Casey. And then Gabriel shows interest in Casey, but Casey's not showing interest in Gabriel. And, like, that's, and in the end, she leaves. Like, so. Yeah. They kind of had, like, an unrequited relationship, you know? Yeah. Yeah which which was kind of like that. that's exactly what happens between people all the time. Like, it was extremely realistic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I really like that. But his little um, monologue where he's talking about the, these little scribblings that he read in the book, what, what did she call them? Like, uh, what was the word they used to it's like musings on the side of a book? Was it like They used a specific uh, word.
0: Oh, I don't know. I think
1: they made it up, but basically it was, like, the minutiae, or, like, some kind of little notes written in the sides, which mimicked Jin's father's notebook, where he just was, like, writing little notes in the sides of the, you know, in the... Little notes and riddles and stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. And so this, like, book was explaining um, that the... Are people's attention spans are not the problem. It's, like, what they're interested in. And oh, it, that's right, the video games and the reading. Yeah, so he was he was yeah. comparing the fact that, like, a six-year-old would want to play video games because he's interested in video games and will sit there for, for hours, hours like, yeah. playing in one game. Whereas the father would be Where, like, would, read yeah, this book, and-, and the kid would be like, five, you know, two minutes in, he'd be like, I can't do this. I'm not interested. He's, his attention span Yeah, but the father would short. also sit down and try and play the video game, too, but mm-hmm. then he
0: would lose interest playing the video game in, like, a couple of minutes. Yeah. It's like, it was, it was reversed, and, yeah, I like that part. And then he was like, well, saying that the kid has a short attention span is is interesting because you know the dad couldn't even play the video game for a couple of minutes just like the kid couldn't read the book for a couple of minutes like what if the dad also has a short attention span like what
1: right and he was saying it wasn't about about having an attention span it was about the interest the level of interest that that has to that one specific person and that it's it's being very unfair to say that that's the way it is but then um Casey had a really good affectation where she was like uh well video games are made for people with short attention spans like that's the Mm. point of them is to arrest somebody who hasn't a short attention span with colorful things and like get them to do things you know and like so I don't know I thought I thought that was a really great little scene um
0: A little conversation again, because the screenplay was very well thought out and very, uh, very methodical.
1: Yeah. So I guess, sorry, we kind of veered away from their relationship, Jin and Casey's relationship. Um, Oh, yeah, we definitely did. (laughs) uh, Because there's so many relationships
0: to talk about. Um, Yeah, there are. Back to Jin and Casey. So we talked about their first, their first scene being kind of awkward. um, But then they have some really great... Um, like, you know, one person will just show up randomly at the other person's, you know, you know, he's staying at an inn, so she'll show up at the inn randomly and, like, tell him to come with her randomly, and they'll have these, they'll have these, uh, really nice little conversations together every time, um, and she, like, opens up and talks about her mom dating, uh, dating shitheads. Well, he, he uh, had
1: to really get it out of her. It it took a a lot. (laughs) Of time to... I know. At one point, I was like, "I was like, why is he being so nosy?" Because she obviously
0: didn't want to talk about it. And... She didn't,
1: but like, w- why else would she? Like, she wanted company. She wanted somebody to talk to. So she did. She she told she told him to come. Because what was it? She went. What was this?
0: Was this after she was told by her mom's friend at work that? that,
1: uh, Casey wasn't going to be picking up her mom that night yeah, or something, right? Yeah. The, the whole phone call thing? Her friend, her, like, mom's, yeah, so, like, her mom's friend was clearly covering for her mom, and, like, her mom was yeah, there. Yeah, never found out what the mom was doing. I think it was another shithead guy. Probably. Yeah.
0: So. But, yeah, they definitely keep it very open, and you're, like, wondering, you, you kind of get just as paranoid as Casey when, yeah, yeah. when the mom's obviously covering for the... Or when the friend is obviously covering for the mom, and the mom doesn't come home till the next morning, and stuff like that, and you can just see how paranoid Casey is getting, and
1: because mm-hmm. she has every reason to. Like once John Cho's character actually gets it out of her, like she, he, she says that her mother was a meth addict, and that she used to just leave and not come back, like back, and she would have no idea where her mom was, and it's gotten better, obviously but she was talking about how bad it was and how difficult it was for her. So you like really see the reason why she behaves the way she does when she says that. You know, you're like, "Oh, it's cuz she has to take care of her mom. She doesn't want her mom to go back to drugs or go back, you know, she's tired of this this kind of like really difficult life that she's had to yeah. to handle." And and it was kind of, like, the way that they got to that, like, the conversation between Jin and Casey when finally Casey told her. But, like, Jin would be like, so, is your mom a meth addict? And then she would, like, laugh about how he just asked, you know, does your mom do meth? And, like, she just kept yeah, so saying mom,
0: that. does your mom do meth? Yeah. Like-
1: and it, it was, like, it's a funny question to ask, I guess, <laughs> but, like, it's her life. And, and so it it was a really, like, I think it was a really well done scene um where they talking like on top of her car um yeah like both of them leaning over the car like having cigarettes um which honestly yeah. the cigarettes is always just because they're bored like there's not really any other reason you know
0: i know you're you're in a you're in a city with very beautiful buildings but i mean those can only be those can only be a distraction for so long. I mean, unless you're Casey and you go to them at random points of the evening and just stare at them for hours, but, you know, still. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so. Then their their relationship gets to a point where you, the viewer... It gets a little insane. Yeah, I, I feel like... like well, I feel like <clears throat> you don't know if you want them to be together or not. Like, I feel like you, you get which, to the point where you have to ask it. the question... Yeah, like, you have to ask the question, like... Do I think that these two should are matched romantically? And I came to the conclusion that no, they're not matched no. romantically. But like you can tell no. that Jin and when Parker Posey asks him like she's like you really like her, don't you? You love her. And you know, you can tell that he really does like think that he could love her, but he she's a lot younger than him and sh- and so he doesn't he doesn't act on that, you know, but it's interesting because instead
0: he he acts on it with parker posey
1: yeah yeah instead and which made sense um but yeah like i was like what you know i think that maybe not now but maybe later It, it just didn't seem like that was the correct but like they definitely had a really good friendship and it it definitely benefited both of them in the end as far as like You know, her getting that internship with Parker Posey or working for Parker Posey's character, who was the assistant to Jin's father. Um, Yeah. And basically, like the prodigy of Jin's father. Um, Oh, wait. So, what's that first scene? That first scene where she's on the phone
0: and then Jin's father, like, walks away and then falls over? And then she, that, that, I love. uh, that was when I like. Started the movie, and I was like, "Okay, this is this is gonna be pretty good." That was because the she just...
1: opening shot of the movie, like the beginning know, of totally... the movie.
0: I I just remember loving that when she just she turns around, she just instantly notices that he's fallen, and she just drops everything, and she has these huge heels on, yeah, and she's just running like full force. Um, I don't. I I really liked. I really liked that part.
1: Yeah, I, I liked it too, and it was just so so. Vig- it's like raining. She's like running out to go get him. But it's also distant. You the the camera is far away. It's not like you're in it with, with her or anything, but you're watching it happen and Yeah, you're definitely viewing things from afar. Yeah. And watching kind of kind of all the
0: you're just see you're definitely seeing the bigger picture um at some scenes and then just seeing like things again like seeing things come into this very still picture and mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that a lot
1: yeah um, i I really liked it because it wasn't extremely dramatic even though the characters were dealing with a lot of like really heavy emotions it it was a very well, like you you were you know there wasn't any music like no
0: which i thought was almost kind of chilling yeah and and almost almost kind of suspenseful almost
1: yeah i guess with like, no music you're forced to just take it as it is and like everything they're saying like you're not being influenced by any kind of emotions that you're not inflict like imparting yourself onto the film you know
0: yeah like
1: and then the one part
0: the one part that actual music shows up is when Mm. Jin has to go to the hospital because something happened. There was a complication with his father. And, and that was also kind of scary music. It was very, it's very like suspenseful and haunting.
1: Yeah. And also the other part where Casey is dancing in front of her car. And she's, oh, yeah. She's like, it's really late at night. And like, Jin's like asleep in the car. And she just, like, parks it near one of her favorite buildings or something, gets out, and just oh, starts, like... she' parked by her school. Yeah, by, by her, she went to school. And then she just is, like, jumping around, first of all, without music, and then yeah. she turns on this, like, really loud, like, girl band... Rock song, ...kind of yeah. rock song, and it's just, like, fuck everything kind of music, and then she just continues to dance, and, like, Jin, like, shuts it off, and he's like... What are you doing? Like, what? Why are you? This just like is letting we going off steam. Party? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, they didn't even go to the party. They just. It, it was. It was very interesting. Um,
0: yeah, it was. It was really interesting watching how kind of these two people that didn't really seem to be alike kind of come together because you see that Jin starts to become interested a little bit in architecture and he's like reading up on some stuff of his father's and he and he's obviously reading his father's notes and going around going around the city and taking pictures of some of these I, I guess he might have sketched some pieces of buildings around the city, yeah. And, and he's, he's trying to figure trying to, out. He's been trying to figure out what buildings he's talking about and take a picture of it or something.
1: Yeah, he's like his father was writing about specific buildings in the city, and then he was trying to figure out which one it was. And it turned out to be like this one building where these, um, uh, it was like where the two wall pieces just stop. Yeah, they like two walls floating it above you in the sky, leave like a tiny yeah. little gap, and they're made out of bricks. And it's Which like just looks like it's gonna fall at any second. It look yeah. It, it looks
0: it's it looks not structurally sound at all.
1: <laughs> but clearly it is uh, because it has not fallen so. <laughs> not yet. Uh, it's not fallen yet. Yes, um, but they don't get you know, a, a lot of earthquakes no. There's not a lot of Indiana. There's not a lot of earthquakes. You sure? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. There's no fault lines over there, man.
0: All right. Well, there you go. best place to put a, a modern buildings. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe that's, that's the reason. But, um.
0: Yeah, I was def I definitely found myself trying to figure out Jin and Casey for a lot of the movie. Because you're trying to see if you wanted them to get together. And, and then you're trying to see, like, where this friendship was going. If it wasn't going to go romantically, like, what, yeah. what were they going to give to each other? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, possibly Casey helped Jin understand his father a bit more, because de- there was a lot of resentment towards his father that Jin had.
1: Yes, definitely. Um,
0: definitely. Especially with Jin- with Jin's father not showing any interest in whatever Jin was, doing. Jin was doing, which Jin didn't even seem crazy about what he was doing, his uh, transcribing, or
1: what was it, um like, uh, translating Korean books into English or something. Oh, he was completely not happy. Like, you could tell that he was coming from a place of, like, being extremely unhappy, you know? That just sounds like... That just sounds like list of mundane jobs, like, number one. Yeah. Number one on the mundane jobs list. Yeah. Um, Like, living in Korea and just, like, translating shit. (laughs) And then... So he definitely... And then his bosses were, like, you know... He went away to see his father, Yeah, and he was like, work is the most important thing, even if your family is dying, like, and it's, like, the culture of working so hard and working too much, you know? Yeah, but even with him, it seemed like he didn't really even
0: mind, because he didn't want to be there anyway. He thought that being there was kind of a waste of time, because he was like, well, my dad's not dead yet, we don't know if he's not, if he's gonna live, like, why am I... Why
1: am I around here waiting? Well, I really love the scene where Casey jabs him at that. They're, like, in under this bridge at this park or yeah. something. And it's, like, a hooded bridge. So yeah. you have, like, this really beautiful light coming in from, like, both sides of the bridge. And it, like, lights them really nicely. But she, like, really gets him about the fact that he isn't ever with his dad in the hospital. Like, and she's like why don't you go talk to him and he's like this isn't a fucking movie like it doesn't matter what I do he's dying you know um and she's like well it would help and then he like jabs at her and he's like you need to leave like what are you doing here you you have so much more potential and they have like this fight and he just he just ends up walking away because they just say some really hurtful things to each other um but then they get yeah, over
0: definitely, it. Yeah, definitely some truthful stuff was thrown at each other, and they just were not ready to handle it.
1: Yeah, neither of them were, like, ready to have somebody analyze them. Like, like somebody yeah, who they don't even them, know. Both of them were
0: very quick to dish it, but they definitely couldn't take it.
1: Yeah, so. I did um, I did like that scene, and um, then from there, they basically, like, uh, they kind of take a break, I guess, from each other. It, it seems. Maybe, but
0: it didn't seem like a very long break. No. I mean, when when did they see each other after that? After they got met? It, it seemed like it wasn't very long at all. Like, they just picked up where they left off or something. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. After that scene. Um, but I guess we could talk about talk about
1: Jin, John Cho's character, uh, how he did. Oh, yeah. Um... <clears throat> He kind of has to inhabit his father's life, basically. He, like, comes into... Th- he stays in his house, in his little room in the inn. And, like, mm-hmm. has all of his clothes and all of his things. And I thought he, he did a really great job, like, making us care about him. And I I don't know. I really liked him. I really liked him as a character. And I also really love John Cho. He's, like, you know, he's pretty fit, so... He's, yeah, he's pretty nice to watch. Yeah, he was. I
0: I didn't like how angry he was, but but that's just his character, and I I think he did a really good job uh, portraying all of this angst and and anger towards things. Uh, like like you could really tell that he just was not having it with his job, and um, <laughs> yeah, and was definitely trying to find. He was definitely using Casey as kind of, like, a distraction from having to go see his father. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, and then the scene, the scene with, uh, so I I guess he would take, it was, it was his dad's suit that was in the closet, right? With his little hat?
1: Yeah, with the hat. white hat? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And he would... He would like look at it. It'd be it'd be in different places of the room mm-hmm. at certain times. Like he'd moved it. Like he put it on the back of a chair, and he was playing a he was playing a little game. And it kind of looked like he was playing a, he it looked like he was playing the game with his dad with like the coat on the chair.
1: Yeah, like as if they were playing together. But yeah, it's just like a coat and a hat, and like he would yeah, kind of like, talk to it sometimes, and it was yeah it just showed that he actually does care about his father and that it's like it's really hard for him to get over the fact that his father won't be around anymore but not that he even saw him anyways you know and i think he's really kind of like having a hard time with the fact that he'd never talked to him and yeah it it's really it's really specific but also like extremely sad that he didn't have such a close relationship with his father and that he wished he did you know you could really tell just just like from those yeah. actions, you know.
0: Those Which it, def- it definitely sounds like it'd be tough living with Jin's father just because he was definitely very into architecture and you know, when people are passionate about something, it's kind of hard for them to really focus on anything else. And so mm-hmm. And so when he's when he's off doing something he loves and maybe Jin was maybe a little bit jealous that his dad was able to find something that he cared about, but kind of pushed it as you love this so much, but you don't... You're not giving me any attention.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Definitely a lot of... A lot of emotions going on in there.
1: Um, yeah, I really... Very, um, very
0: interesting. Very I, interesting characters. Yeah, it was... It,
1: they were all just, like, pretty realistic. I thought that they were really well-developed, and I really loved Casey. Like, I just loved watching her. She was amazing. Like, the actress was fantastic she just completely arrested any screen like she was on you just wanted her like i really was kind of comparing her to to other young actors people who are her age and like the way that they take up space in a in a film and i thought that she did excellent you know so yeah she um, did a really good job And, like, her emotion and the, when she would, like, what she would show was, like, helping us kind of determine how she was feeling and, and what she was thinking about. Um, And a lot of it was, like, either architecture or probably her mother, just to, like, I think the architecture was a distraction from her, her actual life and, like, how much she didn't like it. Um, Even though, like, she had a good relationship with her mom, but it was just so strained um, it was, it was strained and you could definitely tell that she was, that
0: her mom leans on her a lot and you could tell that she probably puts in a lot more into this relationship than her mom does back. Yeah. Um, and but so I, that did, was really interesting to I did, I did like
1: the choice of her leaving though. She, she like chose oh, to, definitely, to leave. It
0: was, it was killing me that she was still there and I'm just like, go mm-hmm.
1: do what you want to do. And that she was, just that was has what such really annoyed me. she has such a good reaction in the car when like John Cho and Parker Posey like pick her up, and they just like she's just in the car, and she just starts like crying so much because she's leaving her mom and her home, and like she's scared and yeah, she's and she starting does, over and she doesn't know
0: what's ahead, and she doesn't know what's gonna happen when she's gone like it's just so. So many things that that are probably running through her head right now because she's she's very young and there's a lot of, a lot of change happening and I mean I know I've been there I know I'm currently there. Um, so it's just really interesting like seeing, even just relating, to Casey.
1: Yeah, and her and
0: how she was kind of lying to herself. Well, I mean she probably liked Columbus just for the architecture. But I can only yeah. do so much for so for so for. Such an amount of time, it can't, it can't satisfy you forever. She was definitely keeping herself there purely for her mother, and um, you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta go, I gotta <laughs> go.
1: Yeah. Well, it was really great. I really liked this movie. I think, uh, I think it'll be a while till I watch it again. I mean, I, um, I definitely would. I definitely recommend felt like it. once was enough. <laughs> yeah. I'd recommend it. Like, if if I'm you feel I like you're it. in the it mood, it definitely was very enlightening.
0: But <laughs> I, it, it would definitely either be a super long time before I ever watched it again, or, or who knows, maybe, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, I think uh, I was really excited to find it on Hulu. I was like, I literally mentioned it to you, and then I know. Yeah, you were telling me about it, and then you're like, oh look, it's on Hulu. I like saw it on the <laughs> TV, and I was like, oh my god perfect like i didn't even have to like go find it somewhere else like it was just on hulu it was perfect so if you have hulu i'd recommend i mean if you're in like the, the mood to watch a, a cool like little indie film i i would pick this one it has a 89 meta score on imdb like that's, oh yeah let's read some of these really good okay like i i saw that and i was like damn yeah like this is a good movie. It definitely was, uh, it got a lot of a 100s. Um, anything that really sticks sticks out to you from those? Um, out of the 100s?
0: Mm-hmm. I was kind of reading through them last night, but I didn't get through the whole thing because I always start from the bottom.
1: Okay, well, then <laughs> you want to
0: start from the bottom? Let's see. Okay, yeah, so with uh, Village Voice, gave it an 80. And said an outwardly chilly, resolutely static film that nevertheless finds poignancy in the most surprising places. Koganada's dr- directorial debut does a couple of important things as well that I can't help but forgive the things it doesn't.
1: Yeah, very nice. Um, let's see. Then um, the Hollywood Reporter gave it a nine D soft-spoken and perceptive film set in modernist small-town marvel that is Columbus, Indiana. This is a specialized art house treat that announces the arrival of a new director who combines small-scale Ozu-like humanism with an impressive command of formalist possibilities of film. Yeah,
0: I definitely felt, the movie felt very small because they kept just repeating shots of like these same buildings Mm -hmm. and it, it definitely which which makes sense because I'm cause even though Columbus has these beautiful buildings, I'm sure it's fairly
1: fairly small town. Yeah, it was pretty empty. Like there were hardly any people in this movie.
0: It was like all just like like the only crowds you would see were were
1: tours. Yeah, that was it. And then the, <laughs> the, the rest hardly of the call shots. A crowd. Yeah, the rest of the shots were just sparse people. You know, like. Beautiful yeah, you know, and little, nighttime little, little shots. Side streets. Yeah. yeah, nighttime little side streets. Oh, the streets little side streets. People
0: skateboarding. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that was really nice. I really like the side street stuff because um, that was kind of a different flavor than the big, grand shots. They had like a small little alley shot, you know, of, like yeah. the, the, the downtown. That, that they or would something. show. That they would show a few
0: different times with different people in it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. It was like every time you looked at something, sometimes there'd be a different person in it, or you know, it'd be it'd be a different weather. Like, it was always very, even though you're kind of seeing these same buildings, every time you saw them, there might be something different about it mm-hmm. that I really liked, that it's kind of just, it, uh, it kept changing. Yeah. Uh, just like our two characters.
1: Yeah, very so. very adaptive. I think uh, this one is nice from Variety, 100. The hypnotically paced drama carried by the serendipitous odd couple pairing of John Cho and Haley Lou Richardson is lovely and tender, making Coganata and Artur to watch. Um, it says that Slant Magazine has 100. The seeming miracle of Columbus is its mixture of formal precision with a philosophical grasp of the human mystery.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which these which these characters were definitely very mysterious. You, I, I feel like you still didn't really get the full picture of them, which was kind of nice. Um, yeah. The movie did kind of leave me wanting more because it, I wouldn't say there were holes. I think there was just information that I would have liked to have known.
1: Mm. hmm
0: That it just didn't seem to give you.
1: Yeah. We were just kind of like in these, in these characters' minds at their only present right now, and we didn't really see them when, when they were younger or older. It's just, just right now. Like this is the picture of them, so yeah, and just how just how they changed over
0: a span of who knows a week, yeah, maybe, I mean a few
1: weeks, I don't know months, it's really hard to tell what's what the time period is here because it's like how long could his father really stay sick in the hospital like in a coma or whatever, you know, yeah, and then we don't actually get to see him die like in the end, John Cho's just there still, his father is still like being. He's, like, a vegetable, I guess. If that's what we imply. Um, yeah. And then he's just going to be there, you know? And, like, who and knows? He's going to stay
0: there until he finds out what happens.
1: Yeah, like, we didn't really get closure with John Cho's character, which I liked as well, because we got some closure with Casey, because she's young yeah. and she had somewhere to go and, and something, something to do. But with, with John Cho's character, it was, like, I think he, he got a lot about, like, a lot of he benefited a lot from the relationship between him and Casey and that he probably will be thinking about his own life now because of the way that he was talking to Casey about her and her life. So, um, you know, that was, that was good. Yeah. It was nice to see that they were able to help each other out. And that's always, it's
0: always a nice relationship that you like to see.
1: Yeah. With like, there was no malice and nothing like, um, there, there was no like predatory kind of situation because of the age difference. It, it was just completely like mutual and understanding and helping each other, like from the purest point of like human connection. And I really like that because it could have been, you know, it could have been weird. It could have been different. And if he had tried to make a move on her and she rejected him or something, and it, that like never happened, you know? Yeah, no, because they did. They did kind of talk about dating at one point when they were both sitting down
0: and she was saying like, you know, I'm tired of looking for that new guy. Like, um, it's so exhausting. And, uh, I thought that was interesting that they did kind of bring up
1: mm-hmm.
0: relationships, but, um, but definitely it seemed like to be a very friendly manner. Yeah. I did. I did kind of, I did kind of want her and Gabriel to get together, but you know, that happens. Yeah. She wasn't interested.
1: Well, also, she, like, would have stuck around Columbus longer, and I don't really know if that was really for her. Um, no, definitely not. So, you know. Yep, that's uh, that's the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else you want to say? Because uh, I think we pretty much covered it pretty well. Yeah, I think we pretty much did. I don't know what else I had.
0: Yeah, I was kind of just writing down some thoughts throughout um like with the whole phone thing I was like what kind of strict company does her mom work at like there was, yeah. they're working all night and they they like can't have a phone call like do they have any breaks like are they working longer than five hours they need to they need to have a lunch break
1: I, I mean, know it
0: was really weird it, it it was just like
1: with her mom and her yeah, mom's jobs definitely
0: a lot of questions with her mom because I was uh, I don't know there were a lot of questions with her um pretty much covered everything
1: yeah all right well if you want to uh send us an email you can send it to all by the popcorn at gmail.com or all by the popcorn at gmail.com we'd really like some input or anything you want to tell us like we're here for you
0: yeah let us know what you'd like us to talk about there's a really awesome movie that we haven't talked about yet and do you like to hear us talk about it let us know and uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at ByThePopcorn. Uh, a few announcements. If you have not listened to our Pride and Prejudice radio play that is available on SoundCloud, please give it a listen. We worked really hard on that. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really, really great. great. If you are a fellow Austinite, you will love this. So you should definitely take a listen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could take a listen to our last episode we talked about the seventh episode of indiana jones young indiana jones
1: which was a really good episode so which was a really great episode that.
0: i tried i tried tweeting at sean patrick flannery nothing oh, so okay that's well, good try though <laughs> <laughs> i tried i tried he did not care oh uh, yeah but uh maybe he's he's trying to forget that that part of his past but who knows no i'd, um, I'd say it was the highlight of his past but that's just me <laughs> Definitely the highlight. I mean, I don't know. Boondock Dance was pretty good too. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyways, um, uh, you can also find us on Facebook uh, to search All By The Popcorn. And we are on SoundCloud and iTunes. So if you guys would like to rate and review us on those platforms, that would be fantastic. Definitely. Yep. Um, uh, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye. Bye bye.